Guess what, guys? We're not doctors. No, we are not. If you're going to be making any major medical decisions, please consult your doctor. That includes diets, exercise, medications, and surgery. We love you guys. And we want you to continue to be in our OSLP family forever. So be careful and and consult consult your doctors. doctors. Guys, we all need our vitamins after surgery, regardless of what you think. Yes. It's a must. Yes. So why not choose the easiest and the best tasting in the community? Seriously, it's ProCare, guys. ProCare is so delicious. I use their chewable for over a year. That's how I know. Yes. And I love their capsules. Yes. Love them. They're once a day. I take them at night. Yes. The calcium chews. mm, They have mocktail ones. So go over to ProCareNow.com and use our code OSLP to save some money. Guys, how do you get better prepared for your weight loss journey? Duh, by getting all the guesswork out of your portion control. And Uba does that for you. They make portion control products like plates, bowls, portion containers, and even flatware. And they're porcelain, which means that they are oven, dishwasher, and microwave safe. No plastic. Yeah. So go get your Uba containers now. My goodness. So you can either go to our link in our bio or you can just go over to their website. It is ubahome.co and that is ubahome.co and use OSLP for a discount. Are you feeling lost, alone, maybe a little unsupported in your bariatric journey? Well, if you are, we have a great resource for you. It's called the Tribe Membership, and they have support groups every single day with experts in their field who also had bariatric surgery. Comes with journal prompts, workouts, and recipes, you name it. They got it. You'll never feel alone again once you join the tribe. Now go over to thesleevedietitian.com and use code OSLP at checkout. Welcome back, OSLP family. Welcome, welcome. I am back with no sickness. And you are listening to our Sleeve Life podcast. And this is Kelly. This is Maha. And we just want to remind you that the biggest party of our community is happening. That's right. We have the we have pretty much everything set in place. Yeah, it's a huge celebration yes. for you guys. Yes. And literally we have the venue has been nailed down. Deposits yep. are paid. Contracts yes. are signed. Yes. Same thing with the presenter dinner. Yes. So um, I'm sure by the time this one airs that we'll actually have probably presenters all wrapped up. But yes. just know that there is a presenter dinner and it's going to be so much fun. And you can apply to be a presenter. That's the biggest thing. Well, that's why I was just saying the presenter applications will probably be done by the yes. time this airs. But. So what? <laughs> but what? They're not going to be able to apply by the time this comes out. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> So anyways, we want to thank our biggest sponsor, which is ProCare. 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 They're our freaking favorites. They were the top sponsor last year. They are the top sponsor this year. And that just shows how much they care about this community and what they are doing for bariatric patients every day. Every single day, man. Yeah. Like when we message them, there's a message back immediately. Yes. Like they do not mess around mm-hmm. and they really do care about this community. So they do. definitely go over there, check them out, get your vitamins because you need them. Yes. And use code JBY 
2023 2023 and get 12% off that's right you get a little extra boost yes you do um but yes we are full swing Mm -hmm. it is going to be in Washington DC this year so we are going to be on the east coast for this year's event Mm -hmm. and we have so many fun things beyond the award show yeah we have so many other fun things planned we have add-on events that you can um purchase a ticket to for Friday or Saturday morning. We also have uh, a free event on Thursday night. Yeah, we're going to do a live show from the Eaton From the Eaton, which is the hotel that we picked for our room block. Um, And they actually have a library where you can hang out and they're going to pump our voices into the library. Yeah, that's what kind of sold us was like a few things. One, there's the library. Two, there's a recording studio just Happen to be in the in the hotel. In the How front of the hotel. Fucking crazy yes, is that? Yes. Wild. It's so we're old like, school. We have like, to do this. Radio station kind of feel mm-hmm. to it. And I love it. Um, and then also they are very, very like, what is it? Inclusive. Yes. So they just want everybody, no matter who you are, to feel comfortable in their hotel. Yeah. And so comfortable that like when you book your room. They kind of ask you some of your like um, interests because they'll put books in your room that match that. Yep. Some of your music style. Every yep. single room actually has a record player in it. And records. And records. So mm-hmm. they'll actually tailor your room personally to you. So yes. That's really cool. It's very cool. It's very cool. And we got to be in a room and it was just like amazing. amazing. It was so I was very focused, hyper focused on the bathroom. Because it's beautiful. <laughs> it is beautiful. I could live in that bathroom. I know. Um, but then beyond that, we have the actual award show. And we are going to have one epic after party. Yeah. It's at the Howard Theater. Yep. Lots of people have gone through there. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited. Aretha Franklin has played there. It's incredible. Yes. And there is going, it, with the after party, there will be catering. Yes. There will be a dance floor. Mm-hmm. There will be a DJ. And there will be a photo booth. That's right. That's so right. lots of stuff going on. And then we are constantly adding things on also. So well, And what's really cool too, fooled about this is with the theater, they have balcony seating. Yeah. And you can actually purchase a booth and then you can actually get, you get a little, you clip a little QR code and then you get service to your table. Yeah. You get table service. Yeah. So How you don't cool. have to leave your table to get a drink. Now those are only upstairs and yes. those are, o- we only have a few of those available. You do have to purchase them in sets of four or six, six. tickets. Mm-hmm. So get your very besties together, yep. figure out who's going to do the order but you want to get those tables because they are the best view with the best tables. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. And but if you only do general admission, still, it's still a great seat. Oh, 1000%. So, yes. Because you'll be in the mix of it all. Right. And what's really cool, too, is that like so we love our benchies. Yes. You don't know what our benchies are. It's uh, it's on Patreon. So it's patreon.com forward slash OSLP. And you pick the tier that is Benchies or higher. Yeah. And then you get to be in our support group, our Facebook support group. You automatically get like monthly meetings with Mm -hmm. us. You're going to get your own episodes. And then they get special things. So they have a Benchy brunch just from them. 
at the rooftop of the Eaton. Yes. They do not have to pay anything unless if, they bring someone. Yes. If they bring somebody, then you have to pay a ticket you have to for buy that. a ticket. And that's just for food. Like yeah. that's all we're doing is just yep. making sure the food orders are available for yep. everyone. Yep. So they get that for free because we want to give back to them. Yeah. And last year, and I'm sure we're going to do it this year, is that we actually did a raffle with the people that were our benchies are higher. And we paid for them to fly, like fly here, hotel, and the ticket for the JBY. Yes. So being a benchy is very, very important. So definitely check that out. Check that out for sure. Yeah. And also they do get a coupon code. They do they get a the, discount. The award show. Yep. So keep Just that saying. in mind. That's right. You want to be a benchy because they get first crack of tickets. They get a special coupon code. They get a benchy brunch. Those are pretty We're cool pretty benefits. Nice. And Just, they get to know about our lives before anybody else does. Yes, exactly. And sometimes no one else finds out but you guys. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> there you there's go. I can think of five right now. I know. Me too. Yeah, like, done. They done. No one else knows. And then also while you are um, thinking about going to the show, which you should and becoming a Benchy, you want to buy those tickets. You want to go over to jbyawards.com. Yes. Make sure that you get your ticket there. Check out the website. It's got all sorts of information up on it. Um, and are nominations going on right at this point? At this point, yeah. Okay. So while you're there, you want to do your nominations because mm -hmm. that's how we know who's going to be in the top five this year. That's right. So make sure that you nominate. Make sure you sign up as a Benchy. And then while you're on your computer or your phone... Go over to the YouTube app because that's a free way of supporting your girls. Yes. And you can't support us in any other way. YouTube is a huge deal. Yes. All you have to do is just literally type in our Sleep Life podcast. We are the only ones. Mm -hmm. And then hit the bell and hit subscribe. Yes, because then you would know that we have a guest on today who is pretty fucking cool. It's pretty fucking cool. So, that's right. All right. So let's introduce our guest, who is Terry. Thank you for being on, Terry. Thank you. And I just have to say, you are great at planning. I was just sitting here like panicking when you were talking about everything that you're putting together. <laughs> um, we definitely have help. Yes, we got some we, hands. We okay. have some it's other you. hands. It is it is not possible. Well, it is possible because we, we did, did it, it last year. Yeah. But in order to grow the event, we need to grow our staff. And so we do have other hands that are on deck. For that. Thank goodness. Yeah. Those ladies are fucking remarkable. Yes. So thank you. Yes. Thank we are you. women owned, a woman owned podcast. And so we, we like to hire women. That's right. It's just love that thing we yeah, do. So. Women supporting women. That's yes, right. Exactly. That's right. So Terry, tell us what you, who you are and what you do. Cause it's super unique. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah, I'm a weirdo. So no. my name, <laughs> obviously I'm Terry. Uh, I'm a school counselor. So I'm a school counselor in alternative high school in upstate New York. Okay. And then, um, the reason why I'm here is because my side gig is I'm a certified forest therapy practitioner, which is a way of practicing mindfulness in nature. Okay. So I am also a bariatric patient. Um, I'm just past my one year. Yay! And this is the first time I've ever said that out loud. So um, I have not spoken to really anyone. Only my husband knows and my mother-in-law because she had to watch my son for a little bit. So other than that, I'm in the closet when it comes to my okay. surgery. Why did you make that decision? Uh, you know, part of it is just I came into this really wanting to take care of myself and okay. I didn't want anyone else's opinion. And my dog, sorry, he's squeezing it. I, I was like, I see a puppy nose. <laughs> this oh, is Steve. 
see if you're on YouTube, you could see a puppy right now. Yeah, exactly. He's adorable. And his name is Steve. So it just makes it that oh, much better. Steve. Oh, puppy Steve. I love it. <laughs> puppy Steve. <laughs> but yeah, it really came down to, I didn't want anyone else's input. Once mm-hmm. I made the decision, it was like, you know, I need to do this for me. And I have some people in my life, family members in particular that would have been very discouraging. Mm. And I just didn't want to deal with that. So it just seemed like something I want, I needed to do on my own. And Mm. it would have been a discourager and it would have been a distraction. I think if I had other people and their lack of knowledge and lack of support, part of my process. I like the way that you said lack of knowledge. Yeah. Because I think that's a huge one in our community with people that, um, discourage us and tell us that we shouldn't be doing things. And it's really because they don't understand what we're actually doing. Mm -hmm. They're just assuming it's like, oh, you're doing the lap band or I really I don't know why it bothers me, but I really hate the phrase. Oh, so you got your stomach stapled. I know it really bugs me when people say that because it's like technically, yes, we did. But that's not all we did. Right. And these people like the ones that are just saying this shit it's like when they say it I'm like you're so dumb because I feel like you're thinking it's like a fucking real stapler well okay you know? right. here's my view they on act it like it's like oh you're just like staple here boom, 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 <laughs> yeah. and now you're fine yeah. it's like, mm, are we are we well the thing that I've noticed in I've done a lot of TED talks to random ass people like the gas <laughs> attendant yeah. or a checker at the store um they just aren't they just don't have the correct knowledge, like you said, that they think all weight loss surgery is lap band. Always. And it always, always goes back to lap band or you got the bypass because those are the two yes. most well-known mm-hmm. weight loss surgeries. But it's not mainstream all the rest of it. Like, no. And it's the look on their face, too, when they're like. You so you rerouted your stuff, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, one you call it no. stuff, so you obviously have they no are idea. Nerds. They yeah. did not touch. It's just the stomach. If you get in the sleeved. intestines, like, come on, man, yeah. yeah. And if it's sleeve, it's literally just your. It's tummy. just the stomach, yeah. <laughs> but people are very uninformed, which yeah. is one of the reasons why we have started this podcast, and number two, why we were doing the award show because we want people to see it's not just you don't eat the rest of your life. Right. Like there's so many other facets to this journey beyond just, oh, so you eat like a really small amount. Yeah. Right. That's a very small amount of it. That is not accurate. As someone that's one year out, I, I don't know what happens at one year, but all of a sudden I was like, oh yeah, that whole myth of you only eat two bites. That's not a thing. Not a thing. (laughs) No, it doesn't last. No, at least not for me. Yeah. Well, it shouldn't. And the thing is, is like, I experienced the growth of the amount that I could eat. But when you look at it in a state of like, what does a normal human being eat? Like how much does a normal human being eat? And that's about four to six ounces of food. And that's what we grow to eat. Yes. So we are eating like a normal human being. It's the fact that before surgery, we ate way too much double triple that amount yeah Yeah. right very easily Mm -hmm. so it's like but it's almost panics you because you're like oh my god i'm not eating an ounce anymore what am i'm just gonna gain all the weight back and then it's like no you're just eating like a normal human being yeah and that's the purpose of this surgery Mm -hmm. 
So it, right. it really is. Yeah. And Mel was actually in the closet for a long time about her surgery. I was. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't like only maybe like seven or eight people knew what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't tell like everybody, everybody until we started the podcast. Yeah. So. Oh, wow. That's yeah. a way to come out. Right. Yeah, it was actually like a full <laughs> conversation with us. I was mm-hmm. like, Mel, you know, you're going to actually have to tell people you had surgery now. And I'm like, yeah, like, right. This is a thing. Yep. And she's like, yeah. I'm okay with it. And I was like, all right, cool. Let's do it. Well, because I had to come to terms with myself Mm -hmm. that I'm not ashamed or embarrassed anymore. Mm -hmm. And once I got that away, then I could share. Mm -hmm. But I felt that for a very long time. Yeah. So because I am around also people that don't encourage me and they just kind of put you down. And so, yeah, I just didn't talk about it because why would I talk to people that are rude? Yeah. And inconsiderate. Or that they just don't have an understanding of it either. Like. The idea that you didn't try hard enough or I haven't met a fat person that hasn't tried. Yeah. Right? I mean, I've been trying since I was 12. Are you kidding me? Like wow. if I could have just figured it out, it would have happened. I mean, yeah. it did happen numerous times. Half yeah. the time it was quite disordered, but it happened. And then I would gain back and then I would lose, you know, the yo-yo story that I think everybody goes through. Yeah. 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 Well, when I looked into it, it also was a preventative measure for diabetes. It is. And that was a huge decision factor for me because I hit that pre-diabetes A1C mm. and like panicked and yeah. was like, all right, I have to do something because my mom had diabetes and all of the implications of that. Oh. Lots of, you know, complications. And I was like, I'm not going to go down that road. Mm. And it's not the easy way out when people say it's the e- and even if it is, who cares? Like if I'm preventing losing my eyeballs, then I will take the easy way out because guess what? If I had cancer and I had a tumor that I could starve or they could operate, what would you tell me to do? Exactly. If I had a 10% chance of surviving with my tumor because I didn't eat carbs for a while mm-hmm. or a 90% chance of getting rid of the tumor because they operated on it, you would tell me, go get the tumor operated. Yeah. On. Yep. It's just because I'm fat that you you want to tell me that I'm not working hard enough. Yep. It's just ignorance. Prepping and measuring your food post-op is a beast all in itself. Portion Perfection has actually made it super, super simple. They have bowls, plates, and even a lunch bag called the Kitten Carry where you can have all of the system ready to go. Especially when you're on a road trip, that thing is a lifesaver. Yes. So if you want to get these things to help your journey, just go over to portionperfection.com and use our code 15 osl pod and again that's 15 osl pod and you can also go over to our amazon storefront to pick out any of those that you would like to use we found a company that was founded by a bariatric surgeon for his patients he is just trying to make their lives easier and so they have created a whole array of snacks and dinners and just all the foods you could possibly want that have protein in them and are delicious. Yeah. And they're so freaking good that we took them on tour with us because we tried them on a live. So you guys can always go back and watch that. Mm-hmm. And we liked every single bar. So we were shocked. We don't want you guys to miss out. So go over to berrylife.com, use OSLP and get your discount. While we were in Florida, we got to visit one of our favorite bariatric surgeons, Dr. Donald Fridley at Surgical Associates, a bayonet point. They tailor make all their plans to the unique needs of each patient. They have this cool thing there. It's an in-body scanner and you get to do it pre-op and post-op. So that way you can see all the differences and all the changes that happen. 
And he's also one of the surgeons that does his surgery with robotics. And we got to play with that. We did. So we were so so excited. And we want you to have such a special care that they give. So go over to SABPweightloss.com right now. Or give their office a call at 727-819-9107. That's right. So and tell them that the OSLP girls sent you. And they're going to take great care of you. Yeah. And I we've done a lot of research this year on the uh, hormone imbalances and the mental side of it, that it's not that we're not motivated. It's not that we aren't um, being restrictive enough or we're not uh, making the right decisions because there's something chemically in us that is pushing us towards these decisions. I mean, everybody, you know, goes through there. I'm going to just binge. Like, you know, day after Valentine's Day, all the candy goes 50% off. Like (laughs) that, that time where you go in and you buy your bag and then you eat the Mm -hmm. bag of candy. Like we all have those moments, but it's not that we're not motivated. It's there's something chemically not aligning for us. And if we need to have a surgery to kind of correct that or take a medication to kind of correct that, why wouldn't we? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Absolutely. Like we do it for everything else. Yeah. It's just because of like obese people were discriminated against. They're still discriminated against. Because we're, you know, we're ugly and we're gross to look at and they don't smell. Yeah. We smell. They don't want to (laughs) like make eye contact because maybe the fat might transfer. I don't know. (laughs) Like it's fucking ridiculous. The thought Uh, process behind this. Yeah. It's like we're, we don't have the Rona. We have, we're obese. Yeah. It's not the same thing. You're not going to catch the fat from me. <laughs> like, it's okay God, to smile. If you could, we'd be transferring all day. Right. Yeah. All damn day. Yeah. It would be worse than the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> so how did, a well, couple questions for you. How did you yeah. find your, your clinic? And then have you always had your degree with the forestry stuff? Or is that after the surgery? Okay. So good question. Uh, I Googled, (laughs) um, and I live in a region that there were two that were really well known. And I just went with the doctor that people said he had terrible bedside manner, but he was a great surgeon and that would be my experience with him as well. So, um, I would echo their sentiments there. So it was really just Google. I mean, everyone has kind of heard of that specific hospital that I went through. And I have a cousin who actually had the surgery and went through that hospital, I want to say probably about six years ago. Um, So I was familiar through that because she had gone through it also. Okay. And then the forest therapy happened the year before. I So I went through certification process about six months before I started my surgery process. Okay. And yeah. it kind of all came together because along with like the hormonal piece is also this trauma piece. So mm-hmm. prior to being a school counselor, I always worked in the foster care industry and child abuse prevention. And so we've learned a lot about the ACEs study. Does that sound familiar? No. Adverse maybe. childhood experiences. Okay. okay. So this is so cool. Yeah. I, I just learned about something about the ACEs study. So they teach us about ACEs, which is adverse childhood experiences. And basically it is a study that happened that looked at long-term effects of child trauma. And they had like 10 different traumas that children were exposed to and looked at. If you had four or more, you were more likely to have mental illness. You were more likely to be incarcerated, suicide rates increase, that sort of stuff. And then what I just found out is that the ACEs study actually started because a doctor became frustrated with obese patients, not 
being able to sustain their weight loss. And I never knew that. No Whoa. one ever shared that information when they told me about the ACEs study. Wow. And it all comes back to us awesome fat people frustrating our doctors <laughs> that we can't work <laughs> <up> with things. <laughs> but it makes so, sense yeah. if you think about it. Like the childhood traumas, a lot of us have had those childhood traumas and that transfers over to protection, coping mechanisms, all of that. Right. And hormonal imbalance. Mm -hmm. So autoimmune disorders, there's so many things that actually get linked back to childhood trauma that I think we miss the boat on that. And then I think as adults, when we haven't dealt with it, we still deal with the aftermath of it, Mm -hmm. you know? And so forest therapy and my bariatric surgery, kind of the stars aligned in where I started taking care of myself through that like holistic spiritual lens Mm -hmm. that I neglected and it was neglected for me, like that emotional care. I said, this has basically been like a rebirth for me. I said, okay, Uh my family didn't take care of me when I was young in the way that I needed them to. So I'm going to do that for me now. And I'm going to get a hormonal reset by getting 80% of my stomach removed in the process. So let's just start from scratch. I just rebirthed myself. (laughs) I love it. it. That's a good way of describing this journey as a rebirth. Yeah. Because Absolutely. A lot of us have completely transformed our lives and are still continuing to do the work through therapy, mindful, you know, mindset work, uh, support groups, uh, you name it, we've done, we're probably doing it. Mm-hmm. And it is a complete change from, I mean, I know me personally, my way of coping was to eat a whole Ben and Jerry's ice cream by myself with cookies crushed on top. So that was my coping mechanism. And now that's not my coping mechanism through a lot of therapy, a lot of dietitian work and a lot of mindset work. Yeah. Also, it takes that's why we always get annoyed with the easy way out situation, Mm -hmm. because I feel like we're doing 10 times more work Mm -hmm. than what the average Joe is doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And like the normies are working their butts off, too. Yeah. I just feel like it's just a little different. Yeah, it's just a different Unless they're doing literally the trifecta that we're doing. Yeah. Because some of them are seeing a therapist and a physical therapist and a trainer and, and, and. Yeah. So it's like we're all just putting the work. We just need the judgments and the criticalness just needs to slowly fall away. Yeah. Well, you know, if obesity would be considered a disease, that would be great also. That would be awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and also I think just paying attention because something I've had to come to grips with is I'm one of three, I have a brother and a sister. Okay. And I mean, my sister works really hard to keep her weight down. It's not like it's easy for her. Mm -hmm. She works really hard, but she hasn't struggled to the same degree that I have. Mm -hmm. She also has a much more active job. And I have chosen to put myself in a career path that I deal with other people's trauma every single day. And that has an impact on me being sedentary, but then also vicarious trauma is a thing. I carry things home with me, especially when you work in the foster care industry, you know? And so I've had to say, Okay. So yes, she's been able to do it. And my brother has an active job too, and he's been able to do it. And I wasn't, and I shouldn't have, I'm not going to beat myself up for that anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to give myself the tools that I need to give myself mm-hmm. to give, but get myself to where I need to go. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I've got three siblings too. And it's very hard to look at certain siblings and be like, why are they thin? But I have a problem with Food. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we all grow up, grew up in the same house. Why is there a difference between them being able to control it and me not? 
but it's just different traumas, different Mm -hmm. brain waves, different hormonal changes. Like you can be genetically from the same person or two people and still have issues. Right. Cause you're not a clone. You're not a clone. You're not a clone. So like, you're going to have a different chemistry makeup. So it's like, Hey, don't feel bad because your brother or your sister it has a different makeup. Every literally everybody's shape is different. Well, and like I, especially looking at you four, yeah, she's one of four. Yeah, like they literally all have a different body shape. Yeah, we we really do, and we all look different. Like we look the same, but then you can see who took on more of my dad's features, and then who took on more of my mom's features. Mm-hmm. I think this whole conversation is very interesting because I don't think we've ever talked about this on no. here. Mm-mm. And so thank you for bringing it up because it's, I think it's another level of not comparing your journey with somebody else's. You know, we say that a lot on social media because we want you to, just because somebody had the same surgery date, the same surgeon and the same starting weight does not mean your journeys are going to look identical. And that goes for siblings also. Like, I know that it's really hard to look at a sibling and be like, well, she doesn't battle any of what I battle. Yeah. And but it's like, get no, focused into what you're battling and your mindset work over what they're doing, because you don't know what they're battling. They may be a sibling and you may be really close, but you don't know what they battle on a daily basis. So it could just be a different set of problems oh yeah everybody has 100 percent. yeah yeah we all have our struggle yeah that's oh for we sure. certainly do yes yes. <laughs> yes so with your cousin having surgery why wouldn't you, why didn't you open up to her that you were having surgery uh our family is dysfunctional i guess would be the answer okay. uh, right. we are not we're, we're like we see each other once or twice a year sort okay. of thing uh, yeah. so okay. it's not like the type that we text each other or call or okay it, it yeah we don't have I mean she's wonderful I'm not saying we don't have a relationship for any reason other than we just my family didn't grow up that way okay. so we don't really talk okay Mm-mm. all right that makes sense yeah, it's look- just normally when you have surgery and you find you know somebody you kind of right. go to them gravitate to like them, yeah talk about the things because it's easier sometimes to talk about it with somebody that you know who has had surgery you know like I went to Mel mm-hmm. like she knew all of it from but I didn't go to anybody so yeah I mean I'm, I'm yeah I'm a loner yeah I, yeah. I tend to do th- I mean I like to practice forest therapy I just if you set me in a tree all day long that's just how I like to live my life so okay. I, yeah, I did ask her probably, I want to say it was about five years ago. We were at a family reunion mm-hmm. and I kind of pulled her aside and asked her about it. And I remember her talking about just being able to eat yogurt and, and her explaining what I now know was the very early post-op mm-hmm. stage. And I was like, oh my God, that sounds terrible. And she had a horrible recovery. And oh, no. so it just sounded awful. And yeah. so I never did anything with that. Um, and then I hit that point where my A1C had hit the pre-diabetes level. And I was like, all right, I healed so quickly from my C-section. I feel like that is a much more invasive surgery, hopefully, than, mm-hmm. I mean, you're pulling a human out of that yeah. wound. So I should be able to handle this, right? Yeah, 1,000%. I healed like a rock star. I had Damn. no issues. Good. So, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I had a very easy recovery also. It was not, I was expecting it to be way worse. And I was up walking within an hour after surgery. Same. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I was like asking them, I'm like, when am I going to get to my room? Cause I want to walk. Yep. And I remember the nurse saying to me, 
what is, no one asks for that. And I said, well, I listened to all this information that tells you get up and walk. And so for anyone listening, do exactly that. I was constantly doing laps, get Uh up and walk, get up and move. Yeah. And my recovery, I didn't need pain medication other than Tylenol. Once I came home, Nice. Um, I flew through all of the, you know, eat two ounces, eat four ounces, all of that with which I don't hear as much about those stories, but I think they're more common and people just don't share them. Yeah. But yeah, my recovery was smooth sailing. Yay. I think we have a good mix of people that we have on the podcast of some have a more difficult recovery mm-hmm. and some have a very easy time with it. And I think it also goes down to how you personally deal with pain. Yep. Yeah, because and I think mindset. Yeah, yeah. I think if you're just like, I'm going to be a rock star, I'm going to move through this as quick as possible. And I'm going to just do all the things. I think it's very and I think it's also an accumulation of being prepared. So I was super prepared for what was going to happen after. And so I felt like I dealt with it better because I knew what to expect versus like Mel didn't have any idea what she was getting into. No, I mean, I read the book. But like that only goes so far. <laughs> yeah. Right. And like my brother told like, but he did the lap band. So it was it was different. It's just a whole different surgery. Yeah. So I just right. I just followed to the T the book. That's all I did. Yeah. And then I would just go to my appointments. Yeah. I was like, I will follow suit. And then if things hurt, I just dealt, I just was like, OK, I'm guessing that's from <laughs> surgery. Whatever. Because I've had surgeries. I've yeah. had a couple of them. So I'm just like the surgeries hurts. Your fucking shit's getting opened. Things are moving. Like, of course, like it should be like, it would kind of be weird if it didn't. So yeah, I just chalked it up to that. Not realizing like I probably should have called when like my side was hurting for a week, but I mean, it went away. (laughs) Whatever. It's totally fine. But I want to get into your forest therapy. Yeah, Tell us what I'm a hippie at heart. Everybody knows it. Like my brother calls me a corporate hippie because he's like, you know, you just have to work at least. But like that's (laughs) if I didn't have to, I'd be like, let's hang out outside. Yes. (laughs) I need to be out there. Let's hear about like how you heard about forest therapy, Mm -hmm. what your thoughts about Mm -hmm. it were. And like, how do you do a forest therapy session? So if somebody comes to you and says, hey, I want to do this. What are the steps they need to do? Awesome. So just backing it up, because I think this part is important, like growing up, I was always outside, always. And I have friends that when I run into them in my hometown, they still joke around because we had a pond at my house and we used to catch bullfrogs on our fish on my fishing pole. And so I have friends that are like, never in my life would I ever have caught bullfrogs if I didn't go to your house in your pond, you know, <laughs> I love so. Just growing up, I was always outside. And then I got into hunting in my 30s, which is basically forest therapy in a nutshell, because you're just sitting there for hours. Mm -hmm. And it's the coolest thing because the woods come alive around you while you're waiting for daylight to come, you know. And I didn't know at the time, but that is the beginnings kind of of practicing forest therapy. And after I had my son, I experienced a lot of anxiety and postpartum depression. And he was born in October and I went out hunting in November. And it was the first time that like my body started to calm down for once. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. But I had no idea what forest therapy was. I actually found it because I was a school counselor during the pandemic. And when we went back to school, 
people were really angry. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, the the kids were just, the behaviors that we're experiencing in public education right now are just really difficult. Mm-hmm. And parents were so mad at the school system after having to teach their kids at home for a while, you know. And mm-hmm. so we just went back to a lot. And the mental health needs of kids were a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't think I can do this anymore. And started Googling because what else do you do when you look for a job? You yeah. Google, what can I do next? Yeah. yeah. And I started to look for, I was thinking about getting my license. And I honestly, this is one of those things where like, whatever your belief is, I feel like the universe popped into Google and put forest therapy in my lap because it has nothing to do with you getting your mental health license, but it came up in my Google search. And I went down this rabbit hole of like, this is actually very useless, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, Because it's not a profession that you, you know, make a lot of money in or anything like that. It's a certification program that teaches you how to take a group of people out into nature of some sort and just get them to tap into their body, practice mindfulness and spend boredom time in nature, right? Getting people to slow down and just take in their surroundings. Mm -hmm. Um, So I went through the certification program in order to do that. And while I was doing that, I realized for me, it was less about leading groups and more about practicing it in my own life. Mm -hmm. And it has really helped me along this weight loss journey because I hate mindfulness and meditation. Like I get really bored and I'm like, this sound bowl is what do am I going to eat for lunch? You know, I can't listen (laughs) and focus on those things, but I love being outside. And so I can do mindfulness in nature because I want to take in nature around me anyway, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's finally taught me mindfulness. And what that's done for me in my weight loss journey is now I notice my brain and I never noticed it before, but like, if I go into, do you guys have a Wegmans? Do you know, it's a big grocery chain here Okay. um, with the best food ever. And I never noticed, but when I go in there all of a sudden, like I have this urge, like, what am I going to eat? What am I going to get? Or if my husband goes away for the night, like, what am I going to order? And before it was so automatic and I didn't even realize that I was doing it because I just acted on it. Whereas now I'm able to like pause and notice what's going on and make the decision instead of just doing it like, Uh like a compulsion, you know? Yeah. 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 For sure. Because you're actually like aware of what you're doing now. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like that with, uh, being on Manjaro, like, I feel like I was kind of in the dark and I was kind of aware, like I could see lights around me, but it wasn't like super clear. And then as soon as I started the medication, it was like, I know I can now make decisions. Like this is the perfect example. Breakfast. I love going out for breakfast, brunch, whatever it is. And I love pancakes. I love them so much. And I would always go out to breakfast and I would order pancakes Mm -hmm. every single meal. And I would try to eat as much as I could of the pancakes because I just love it. Now being on this medication, I literally walk into a to breakfast and I'm like, can I have two eggs and two sausage, please? I don't even like, yes, I still love pancakes. And sometimes, yes, I will have a few bites of it, but I don't feel like that compulsion to only get pancakes. I can now decipher like what I need for protein versus what I just want because I want it. And so it's very like clear. Yeah. 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 It's a nice feeling. It is. It's very nice nice feeling. Yeah. And you're further out than I am. Yes. Because 
The mind noise, it's so interesting because like the further along that I get in the journey, it's like, wait, where this, I haven't had this up until now. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of easy for me up through like month 10 and then really like month 12, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, this is why people say it's not the easy way out because yeah. up until month 12, not that it was easy, but I mean, we've been on diets our whole life and mm-hmm. I know how to do it. Right. So mm-hmm. that part of it was easy. And I felt like I was eating healthy, like I always have and still losing weight. Mm-hmm. But now I see where the challenge comes in. Yes. Because yes. well, yeah, the first year just takes the guesswork out of it. Well, yeah. and it's you know what you're going to eat. You have to eat like it's like protein first. OK, cool. Water. Awesome. Got it move okay vitamins yeah right like it's we simple it. we, it's yeah. simplified but then yes. after a year it, it's not simple anymore but I, I think the instant no. gratification plays into that too because you're constantly seeing for most journeys you're constantly seeing a change in your weight and so it gives you that motivation to keep going I think once you hit that year it very much slows down and you're not getting that instant gratification mm-hmm. so then your mind's having to focus on other things And so that's where the work really comes in, because I think the first year is just automatic. You're going to lose weight no matter what. Yeah. So after the first year, you have to actually put in a a lot more work, in my opinion. Right. Oh, yeah. That's so interesting. I look forward to that. Yes. (laughs) Well, I mean, you're you're you're, doing the good things. You're doing good things because you can tell that like with this therapy stuff, it's going to probably be a lot easier for you because you're already practicing. Yes. On how it works. And one of the things that I have really thought about, because I feel like everyone has a different voice and I wouldn't have put myself out here at all if I didn't want to share the message of, you know, I think a lot of us, well, they say 69%. I remember that number. I wonder why, but 69% of bariatric patients have experienced childhood trauma of some sort. And so for me, I think it's really important to just share the idea that reflect on what you've been through in your life, whether it's childhood or whether it's something in adulthood that's put you through the ringer. And I know you both have been through stuff because I've listened to the podcast enough to know that. Yes. And to take care of that part of you, because no one in our society is going to do it for you. And so for me, that's forest therapy, right? And you guys are doing the sound bath at the JBY awards, right? So you are doing those things that are caring for the inside of you or like even Manjaro, when you have stuff going on inside of you, I feel like we focus so much on the external and I want to flip the conversation and say, what are you doing to take care of the inside of you? Because a lot of us are so chronically stressed and overwhelmed mm-hmm. and our trauma triggers can impact what's happening inside of us. And so we need a self-care plan to address that. It's great that we exercise and we eat our vegetables mm-hmm. and we see a therapist and all those things. But what are we doing to say, I love myself and I'm, this is what I'm going to do to care for myself? Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, the misconception with self-care is that it's getting a pedicure or doing a facial or, but that's not everything. Like right. going to therapy what whatever therapy you decide to do, that is self-care because you are yes. taking care of yourself. Well, it, even, it's not just doesn't stop at a facial. Even Michaela pointed out like, yeah, us just actually eating the right foods mm-hmm. is self-care. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Drinking the water is self-care. Mm-hmm. You just going out for a walk is self-care. So it's 100%. not just superficial or mm-hmm. materialistic things. It's literally that's how you have to take care of the inside. It's doing mm-hmm. all the unsuperficial things yeah so right and I want to know more like 
yeah, how does the therapy work? What are we trying to do here? What does it do for your brain waves and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. So the biggest thing is that it works to regulate your nervous system. So mm-hmm. one of the things, have you ever heard of, I'm probably going to butcher his name, but it's Dr. Gabor Mate. Have you heard this? No. no. Okay. So there's two books that he's written that I highly recommend the myth of normal. And there's one when the body says no. And basically he is a practitioner that has looked at what happens inside of our body when we experience trauma. And one of them is, and and then the link to things like obesity, autoimmune disorders, breast cancer, the outcomes of unaddressed and unresolved trauma. Um, And then he talks about like how our society is also just traumatizing us because of capitalism and the things that we expect from people. And how we have to work on regulating our nervous system because so many of us are stuck in that like fight or flight mode where we're chronically stressed Mm -hmm. and our bodies then start to implode basically and react to always being in that stress state. So that's why I love forest therapy is because it helps to bring your nervous system back into regulation, right? There's a lot of things that you can do to do that. Um, But for me, forest therapy is just the most natural and enjoyable way to do that. And also like one of the things that they taught us is when you're out in green spaces, which is trees, they actually give off, they said it's an essential oil. I don't know whether that's the actual scientific term, Mm -hmm. but it's called fight inside. And basically it's a, you're taking in the health benefits and research says that you're even decreasing your chances of cancer just by being in nature. So it actually started in the eighties. Doctors started prescribing time in nature to their patients because- In Japan, people were overworking and they actually started to die due to chronic stress. And they were having all these health implications because of working too much in their society. Mm -hmm. And doctors were looking for what are we going to do with this? So they turned it into a medical thing. So they started prescribing time in nature and they have forests that are actually dedicated to practicing. They call it Shinrin-yoku, which is forest bathing. Um, And they did all this cool research about they would, you know, test saliva and test their blood pressure and things like that. And they would do pre and post. And they found all of these health benefits of spending time in nature. So that's kind of where it started. And then over time, you know, our People have gotten hold of it and turned it into a certification process. And we, you know, charge people lots of money in order to learn how to do this. But ultimately what it comes down to is like when you lead a group, you're just getting them to listen to the sounds near and far in nature, or they do this thing where they call sit spot, where you're just spending time in one location and just noticing what comes up around you, noticing your surroundings. Or like if you sit in your backyard and you notice all the different shades of your grass, for example, have you ever looked at that? Like how many different greens are in your backyard? There's a lot. And when you do that, I know, no kidding. (laughs) It's fascinating. So it's a way of just getting you to be in the moment and kind of distracting your mind through nature, which who doesn't want to be at the beach, right? Yeah. Oh, I and love listening the to the waves. Yeah, exactly. that's my that's my space. I that's, instantly calm down when I can hear the sound of the ocean. Yes, 100%. And then, so I teach other people how to practice forest therapy, like in their own life. Um, and I still struggle with it because it feels so woo-woo and weird, but I feel like this whole process came up for me where it's like, be still, be present, listen, and trust that whatever comes up for you is exactly what you need. Because when you follow this process, what happens is like your intuition is able to be accessible to you. uh, And you're able to like 
hear what's important to you. And I use journaling as part of my forest therapy process. So it's a way of like getting you in the moment, tapping into yourself, calming your nervous system, just being with yourself and then journaling whatever comes up for you. And sometimes for me, that was like really painful childhood stuff that I didn't share in my therapy sessions because I'm uptight or whatever, you know, or I just didn't have access to it. Yeah. Um, and creating that space in a time that I enjoyed being my own company yeah. um, allowed for that stuff to come up. And then I could bring it into my therapy session, you know? Got it. So, yeah, I think a lot of us kind of shove things down where we don't mm-hmm. have to think about it or talk about it. Yeah. But then food. through, th- well, that's what I yes. did. Yeah. But Lots also like uh, things that happen to us in childhood or in mm-hmm. your adulthood, um, you know, I, I didn't even know I was in an abusive marriage until five months ago. And I was in that marriage for 10 years. So through therapy, I was making, I've made a lot of realizations and I know you have too yeah. with your childhood. And so well, it, they just keep creeping up. Yeah. yeah but you uh, be, yeah, I think once times. you access one, you just keep accessing mm-hmm. different ones and you deal with them like, okay, this happened journal talk about it. Okay, let's move on to the next. And you just slowly become more of a more you because you're not constantly shoving those experiences down. Like, I don't want to think about that. Nope. Right. Is that that's and and another piece like what I teach is also I talk about setting your intention. And I think that's really important, too. Like if you go into it with the intent that I'm open to receiving the thought that I'm in an abusive marriage or mm-hmm. that I have childhood trauma and I'm open to that, mm-hmm. then I feel like your body is feeling safe enough for that to come up for you because you're acknowledging like, yep, I'm ready for this. I'm going to cry it out. I'm going to do whatever I need to do with it. But now is the time for me to work on healing that. Yes. And in this weight loss journey, I feel like I have had to really just accept that I've been through some shit and that I have to be willing to feel it and move through it and create my own reality and no longer be a victim of the reality that was created for me. Yeah. Um, That's a very powerful statement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it can be hurtful because no one wants to look at themselves as a victim. Mm -hmm. But when I think back to I'm this way because my mom did this, right? Like that was my excuse for a really long time. And then Mm -hmm. eventually I had to get, well, I had my own kid and I had to deal with my kid, right? So when you have your own kid, all of a sudden it's like, all right, your mommy issues have to go to the side because you have to be a good mommy, right? So I think this has really uh, accelerated. And when I say this, I mean, the bariatric journey has really accelerated my healing because I made that commitment from day one. Like my Instagram name is trust.love.become because I was going to trust my doctor and trust the process. Yeah. I was going to do everything for myself from love and I was going to become whoever I'm meant to be. Oh, love I love that. it. Yes. Because I feel like that's kind of like you're speaking to all of us. Like that's yeah. kind of what this journey has done. It's like yeah. opened up so many chapters and now we're like, oh, we're growing, we're changing, we're well, aware, we're trusting like, ourselves, we're mm-hmm. loving ourselves again. It's it's all those things that your uh, handle is on Instagram like that's that's cool. very profound for all of us because we are doing those things, even though we might not do them all in the same way. Like we are eventually getting to that point where we are trusting ourselves again. We are realizing that we love ourselves and we're enough for ourselves. And I'm speaking to myself on that one. Uh, I am (laughs) enough for me. 
mm-hmm. that's all that matters is I'm enough for me. It doesn't matter that I'm enough for anybody else in my world. Right. Um, and then and by that, the that world I'm loving needs myself. you. Yeah. Like yeah. the world totally needs you. Yeah. Because there's no one else that's going to bring your voice, your experience mm-hmm. to this world. And I mean, you guys have this platform and look what you're doing with it, right? Mm-hmm. So thank We're, you. Well, thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's the support of patients like you or and people like you that really give us the platform that we have been built. Building, yeah. And to be the voice because yeah. That's the biggest deal that I've learned through this process is that there's so many people that were just like 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 you and like me that are so scared and don't want to tell mm-hmm. people because we just don't want to hear the noise. Mm-hmm. So right. if we can me and Kel can be that voice for others, like let's do it. Because yeah. if someone yeah. wants to be a hater, hate us. We don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like right. you know what? If you want to call us names, call us names. Like we don't care. Like it's like bring your best, you know? Yeah. And like right. don't hurt the others, just hurt us. Well, we can handle that. We shit. can handle it. Yeah. And right. Um, side note, I want to know about bare feet because I'm always bare feet even now Oh yeah, in nature. So how like grounding, grounding and what does grounding yes. really mean? I hear it really, all the so time. It's basically an energetic exchange. So your energy is going into the earth and the earth's grounding energy is going into you. Okay. So it's a way of just, again, grounding yourself, getting into the moment, mellowing. It regulates your nervous system. So that is one of the best things that you can do is being barefoot. I'm always barefoot. I'm it always drives my barefoot. husband crazy. Oh my God. It drives everybody crazy that I'm barefoot. It's hilarious. <laughs> it Only does. one that doesn't care is Kelly. Yeah. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, like, do you get, they're like, you're going to step on bees. I'm like, and is when it, that's my foot. Yeah. Like if I a bee, it's really not going to impact you that much. And I don't think yeah. I'm a 36 year old woman and I have not stepped on a bee and I am barefoot all the time. I but what I did. have stepped on is shit several times oh. all sorts of different shit has been on my yes. feet but whatever I don't care yeah, I don't yeah. Care. I mean, it's what? washable you can wash your foot just saying yeah. and I mean we did exactly. the whole award show last year we were both barefoot yep because I was not about to wear heels and trip over my own feet and fall in front of all the people that were no. watching us. And like, I vowed marked. almost a year ago that I'll never wear heels or wedges or any of those things anymore and it's only going to be vans or barefoot those are the two Kelly, I like or flats that or flats. You do have a couple. Of flats. I do have a couple pairs of flats, but yeah. they still kind of hurt. Well, yeah, they're not. I would love yeah. to just Shoes take those fuckers fun. off. I don't. Shoes like are not them. fun. It makes my feet I feel agree. suffocated. Yeah, I mean, I like them. If they're cute, I'll wear them and I'll deal with the pain. I don't care. Yeah, I, I want to. Not look cute. me. Not me. Yeah, I'm, I could care less about looking cute. <laughs> I like looking cute, but I don't care about my shoes. Uh, it's a whole vibe for me. Yeah. I got to have yes. the whole outfit flow together mm-hmm. and, because I just don't feel right if I don't. So, yeah, I I do not have that pressure in my life. <laughs> I did my hair because I knew we were going to be on Zoom and I didn't want to scare anybody. But other than that, I just. You know what, Terry, you're <laughs> yeah. my kind of girl. We're going to yeah. have to hang out. Yeah. <laughs> Next time we're on the East Coast, let's, yeah. let's okay. chill because I think we have. The- well, we have uh, we just got past Maple Weekend, which is a weekend full of pancakes at Maple Farms, oh. and we have wineries. So I'm just saying, it's a pretty good region around here. Uh, yeah, pancake festival. Yes, <laughs> yes, I know I'm exactly. Down. Like me and pancakes, we're friends, man. <laughs> See, and people that are listening, when you're pre-op right now, and you think that you're not going to be able to eat the things that you want to eat later, literally, there's three bariatric patients that will go to a, a pancake place. <laughs> I didn't even know pancake festivals well, existed but now i need to have that in my life yeah 
Whoops. Like pancake festival people. That's oh, right. they're everywhere. And I you love can it. Because it's maple season. Yeah, so I don't really like doing... maple syrup, but pancakes oh. I'm down for. What is wrong? What? I what do you like, put on? You yeah, just eat them is, plain? Just uh, plain with butter? Uh, no, I like the very cheap 99 cent butter syrup. <laughs> I don't know why. There's just, it's Me a and Terry have the thing. same facial expression yeah. right now. Yeah, like, I, don't, I don't even know what that is. Oh, it's like the worst syrup you could possibly put on your pancakes. Yeah. But I love it. Like, <sighs> I, I mean, okay, I will say I love that for when I'm at home. If I am at Pig and a Pancake, which is a restaurant chain over here, and I love Pig and a Pancake, they have a Marionberry syrup. That is oh Marionberry amazing is amazing like a Marionberry is actually the, our state fruit or whatever is it Marionberry oh, wow I didn't yeah. know that it's because it's naturally grown here I thought yeah yeah Marionberries are so yeah because uh, hazelnuts are our, our nut our nut yeah that's right I like hazelnuts but Marionberry that syrup is such is a delicious. random fact yeah. <laughs> That is a it is a random fact, it and is. I'm not quite sure how you know that. But. Oh, because, because my ex loves Marionberry, oh, Marionberry pie, Marionberry she like uh, milkshakes, Marionberry syrup. Oh, okay. oh, and the milkshake is because of Sherry's. They put the Marionberry slice of pie in ice cream and then blend it. Of course oh they do. Oh my gosh! Of yeah. course they do. Mm-hmm. Let's add a whole piece of pie to an already fattening milkshake. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 1,000. I mean, why not? If I mean, you're going to go big, go well, for it. Yeah, that's just right. do it. Yeah. But Mary Mary syrup, that's a thing. And that's it is thing. freaking bomb on pancakes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Good so, to know. <laughs> so if you could tell us if like, okay, say I sign up for this. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? How do we do that? And then how, like, what would the day look like roughly? Or is it like a just for, a day or is it a whole thing? Like for the, for the forest therapy? therapy? Yeah. yeah. So it depends. So for a group experience, it's typically anywhere from one to three hours, depending on how large your group is and how long you're willing to do it. Um, So what I teach is for people, I teach a self-paced course. So I had an original group of women and they were all ironically social workers, foster care workers, like executive directors of adoption agencies. Those people just, we find each other and we hold each other in our chaos. And (laughs) so I had a group of women that wanted to learn for us there because they were really stressed out. And so I taught them how to practice it in their own life. And then they all kind of create their own thing. Um, And now I have an online course that people can go through and just learn it on their own. And the reason that I did that is because the program that I went through, it's like $3,000. And they now require you, I'm like grandfathered in, but now they require you like every two years, you have to pay another certain amount to recertify. And none of this is real if my professors or whatever they are, are listening. It's not real. It's just a money grab. You know, at the end of the day, you're just teaching people and you don't need to be certified because it's not a licensable profession. It's not like I can bill your insurance or anything like that. You're simply helping guide people to not be in their heads and to experience nature in a way that they wouldn't necessarily do it on their own. Okay. Um, But you can look up, there are forest therapy practitioners all throughout the U.S. So the program that I went through was actually out of New York City. They have a pretty large um, 
platform down there where they have certified forest therapy practitioners that will go into like Central Park and lead, you know, experiences there. But if you Google for a guide, you may find one in your region. Um, I don't actually do that because I'm a mom and I work full time and I'm not willing to lead groups right now because I just want to lead my baby. So I teach people how to do it in their own lives, because for me, that really is been the most impactful thing for my mental health that I've ever done. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been in therapy. I've tried yoga. I've tried meditation and all these things, but I feel like because I just love being in nature, it's been a way for me to finally be willing to practice self-care on a consistent basis because honestly, everything else that I've tried, I don't stick to because it's either too time consuming. I feel like I'm spending too much money and then I get in my head and feel guilty about it, Mm. or I don't enjoy it enough that I stick with it. Mm. So what I do is I practice forest therapy in my house. So I have a corner in my house that's dedicated to forest therapy. I bring forest therapy in my office. So I have like nature-based tapestry. I have fake plants because I would kill them in my office and all you need is greenery. It doesn't need to be real. Okay. All right. (laughs) And so what I do when I teach people is like, all right, what areas of your life can you bring forest therapy into your life? What would that look like? And we plan what it would look like for you. And then I teach people, it kind of walks people through a process of like dumping, you know, all the stress that you carry, going through a process of getting that out of your head so that you can get into the moment be with nature and just be bored. And I tell people like, we are not okay with being bored. We're the TikTok and Instagram generation, right? Mm -hmm. And we get uncomfortable. And like, I think boredom eating is huge. If I find myself bored, I'm opening the fridge. Like all of a sudden, let's fill that void right here with this something that's not healthy for me because I'm never choosing carrots when I'm opening the fridge in that moment, you know? No, you don't want carrots or grapes or whatever else is in the fridge. You're like, I want something that I know is bad for me. Exactly. Bring on the circus animal cookies. Only thing that's going to solve my boredom. I cannot do anything else, right? Yes. So- So I tell people like, you have to get comfortable with being bored because when you do that, that's when you're regulating your nervous system. That's when you're creating safety in your body and allowing your homeostasis to come back to a place of health and wellness. Mm -hmm. Because when we constantly, we don't think about it, but we're overstimulating ourselves and our minds all the time. Mm -hmm. And so we have to get comfortable and we have to have a process of being bored in an enjoyable way. That's why I do forest therapy so that we allow ourselves to regulate. Cause I feel like as a society, we do not allow ourselves to regulate. No. So can you be actively doing, so say I have a corner in my house, that's where I do my forest therapy. Can journaling be during that time or is it literally, Mm -hmm. okay. Because I wasn't sure if you just had to sit and like not do anything for a period of time. I think it's different for everybody. And I'm big on that for anyone. The biggest thing is giving yourself enough time that you can calm yourself, right? But sometimes I feel like, and I always say, at least what happens for me is, I get like this urge that's like, I have to get that out. And that's Mm -hmm. where the journaling piece comes in. Okay. Um, things will come up where I'm like, I just feel like I'm not going to be able to focus if I don't get this out on paper in some way. So that's where the journaling comes in. Sometimes it's at the end of the experience and sometimes it happens throughout. Okay. Um, Just depending on how much time you have and what comes up for you. Well, I think we have a hard time just sitting in our emotions sometimes. Yes. Like you want to have an answer to it. You want to have a a point to what you're going Mm -hmm. through instead of just like, this is what I'm feeling right now. And I need to just like 
like you experienced that mm-hmm. re- recently where you just needed to be with yourself yep. and nobody mm-hmm. there and you just needed to sit in the emotions. Mm-hmm. And then I journaled. Mm-hmm. And then you journaled. Yes. Yeah. Because journaling like, is huge. Yeah. I'm a big, big advocate for it. Yeah. Because I don't have a therapist right now because of my health insurance switch. Mm-hmm. And what has saved me is journaling. Yeah. Like, yes. to be honest, I think you would be going crazy right now if, you if had, I didn't, if you didn't have that. Yeah. yeah. And the fact of like, I am very, I'm a very grounded person because I am mm-hmm. barefoot all the time and I will go outside and just kind of walk back and forth in the grass and just like take it in and just chill. Cause mm-hmm. like I notice that it makes me, it calms me. Mm-hmm. It yeah. definitely calms me down pretty quickly too. It's not like yes. a, not like it takes a long time. Like I'm legit just like, Oh, I'm okay. going to start telling you, be like, like you need outside. to go outside. Yeah, go outside I do. Grass. Most of the time. Isn't that what the kids say? Go touch grass. Go, go touch, touch grass. grass. <laughs> and I love grass. And like, it's funny because like, yes. depending on what grass I touch, I'm like, oh, soft grass, soft grass. And then the other one's like, oh, this is a little prickly because Florida, yes. Florida has like weird grass and some of it isn't even real. So yeah, it's super right. odd because we've gone to several different states and it's yes. interesting now, like the grass texture is different. Yeah. The place yes. we stayed trees. at. Yeah. Trees are so They're different. so different. Yeah. yeah. When we were in Brooklyn at the Brownstone. Yep. It was all fake grass in the backyard. Mel went down mm-hmm. there and she was like, it is oh. all fake. It's all fake. Yeah. It was yeah, really it's weird. So, that is interesting. And I do think like when I started to learn forest therapy, I'm like, I mean, you do a lot of this just natural. If you naturally are inclined to be in nature, I yeah. feel like those people, you know, I was out just using trees that had fallen over as a balance beam when the Olympics were on when I was 10, you know, like you were just naturally already out there doing that. Mm -hmm. But learning how to actually take in your surroundings is something that I had to learn and be intentional about. And then what to do with that, because Mm -hmm. just like you, I tend to stuff my feelings down also. And I think when you're raised with dysfunction, your feelings don't matter, right? Because you walk on eggshells to make sure that your parent is cared for. Mm -hmm. And so or your, your husband, it sounds mm-hmm. like, you know, for some of us. And yeah. so for me, I had to give myself permission that I was going to feel what I was feeling. I was going to cry my eyes out so that I could release that stuff and move forward in the way that I needed to. Yeah. And I think it's so beautiful and so powerful to have the ability to do that. And there's so many people, myself included, I've never had that. Mm-hmm. I've never had the ability or given myself the permission or the space to be with myself, to be bored, to just be connected to who I am, what I need and release all of that stuff. And that is where forest, what forest therapy has done for me. And it's been really powerful. You're speaking to my soul right now. Sister. Seriously, seriously. Yeah. It sounds like our bodies, like our nervous system needs to chill. We need to get to mm-hmm. homeostasis so we can actually like feel better. Yeah. And be bored and be bored and be bored. That's a huge thing. There's some times where it's like, I don't even need to be on my phone, but I reach for my phone because I'm bored. Yes. And it's just an automatic response instead of just sitting in what I'm feeling in that moment. Why am I going like, what am I feeling right now? Mm -hmm. Like, what am I going through right now? Instead of trying to distract myself with technology. I'm glad you said it that way. Why is is boredom bad? Yeah. Like, that's the thing too. And I don't have an answer for that because I, because <laughs> I hate being bored, but why is boredom bad? You know, yeah. why, why does that feel so awful in my body? Mm-hmm. Like I can handle my trauma and my sadness better than I can handle being bored. Yeah. I think for me, boredom is a sign of being lazy. 
because I've been told yes. your whole life that if you're not doing something, then that means you're lazy. Yeah. If you're not cleaning something, if you're not fixing something, if you're not working or creating, then like, what are you doing with yourselves? You're fucking yeah. lazy. And it's like, no, I'm just relaxing. No. I don't like that I'm term. Lazy. lazy. I fucking hate that term. Yeah. No. I hate that term too. I do too. And I think we need a lot more lazy. I mean, I don't know anyone and I, people would argue because our society struggles with obesity so much, but we are not a lazy society. No. The issue is we are a busy society and we don't have an infrastructure that allows us to take care of ourselves. Yeah. Like in European countries, they walk to public transit and then they take public transit. I drive to work because there is no public transit yeah. and I don't work close enough that I'm going to walk there or bike there. You know, yep. we have a obesogenic society. Like we're set up for obesity because of what's in our food, what's accessible to us, mm-hmm. the high stress rates that we have, the mm-hmm. terrible healthcare that we have and being without health insurance and not having access to therapists mm-hmm. or bariatric surgeons. I mean, we are set up for failure. And then people point the finger at us like we're the problem. Yeah. And that's where that book, The Myth of Normal, I can't recommend that enough because okay. he really highlights that. And you're like, First of all, you're like, yeah, that's the world. But <laughs> two, <laughs> well, I mean, two, what you're like, saying is true. Like, yeah. we are set up. I mean, we're in a city where also public transit, like, there's it's not buses, the but it's not great. Like, mm-hmm. you, it's not like when we were in DC and you just got on the metro, the metro, and you just take the metro to wherever you're going. Like, I, I had never even been on a metro system, really. Uh, Portland I, has somewhat of one but it's kind of they're not easy to get to and the food our food is you know we just did an interview with dr lydia alexander which i very much recommend everybody if you're listening to this go listen to that also yeah it's two parts it's two parts uh episode 199 and 200 and i can't explain how much it made sense because she went into all the food science like they're made to get us addicted to it yeah like that's their whole purpose is to build a food that we're addicted to and we want to mm-hmm. eat all the time that is bad for us. And then again, right. it's our fault. And then, it, but it's our fault because we're fat fault. and lazy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're fat it's and lazy. being like, we're set up to, to fail. Like we're that. set right. up to be obese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think especially women, and mm-hmm. I just feel like there's been so much put on us, mm-hmm. especially I grew up, you know, my dad worked and my mom stayed home and mm-hmm. that took sacrifices, of course, Mm -hmm. but it took a lot of pressure off of my dad. And Mm -hmm. I, we are a two working household. It's Mm -hmm. a lot on women. I'm the primary parent. I'm the one that schedules everything. I'm the one that makes sure that everything is taken care of. Mm -hmm. I work full time. That's a lot of stress. It is women in particular. I feel like, especially since COVID we've carried the weight of the world Mm -hmm. and we don't get told to, we get told to take care of ourselves, but no one creates the space for us to take care of ourselves. No, we just have to figure it out on our own. They're like, figure it out. Do it. Just one more thing for us to figure out. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, that's why I think, you know, we, I don't care what it is, but whether it's forest therapy or it's something else, you have to find the thing that you want to do because then it becomes, I mean, I hyper fixate on things anyway. Maybe I have undiagnosed ADHD, but like once I want to do something, I do it. Mm -hmm. And whether that is seeing a therapist that you love, whether that's yoga class, whether that's going for hikes, if it's practicing forest therapy, if it's journaling, just find something that you enjoy so that you actually take care of yourself because no one is going to come and do it for us. Yeah. And create a space for yourself for to yourself do that. and not care. Yes. I'm going to keep saying this on any time I can. 
don't care what other people think about what you're doing yeah. to help yourself. Yeah. Because yes. they don't matter. They don't even need to know. No. Only person right. that needs to know is you that you're doing it right. and you're taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you can take mm-hmm. out an hour of your day and take care of yourself and then just go on with your day like it never happens. Yeah. No one needs to yeah. know. I'm already right. planning what section of my home I'm going to make my little retreat area. I had yeah. a feeling when you were asking. Yeah, because I, I have a, like a kind of like a mindset of like, okay, I could put it here. And like, I'm already designing it in my head of like what plants I'm going to have there and mm-hmm. I'll get my tea already and I'll have my book there and it'll just stay there. Like I'm already planning that. So thank you. Yes. Yes. Cause without Absolutely. you, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. And we'll, I think that's a big thing to have a space dedicated, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because think, you're making a commitment. Yeah. You're making oh a commitment commitment to yourself that you want to make yourself the best person that you can be for mm-hmm. yourself. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think to keep bringing it back to it's my thing was like, I had this lack of love in my childhood and I was like, I'm going to give it to myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's so important for a lot of women and bariatric patients because mm-hmm. I feel like we missed it along the way. And yeah. society has told us that we weren't good enough. Mm-hmm. When I look at pictures of myself when I was in high school, I'm like, I was a three sport athlete. Oh, wow. I was not fat, Mm-mm. but according to everyone else, I was fat. Uh-huh. You know, I could feel I mean, you on that. Oh, I'm like, you assholes. <laughs> look at me now. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, and did you ever, did you, the Delia's, was it Delia's, Dahlia's magazine? Yes. Oh right? my God. You couldn't sense. order it. Yes. You but, had to be a medium or a large to order. Yes. So extra oh. large was not a thing. Yeah. Mm. And what was that store? It was like zero one, three or something. It was the smallest yeah. store ever. Yeah. And they oh, only, no they only so, sold sizes zero, one and three. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, right. talk about like segregating us out from the rest yeah. of the population. It's just zero, one, two, three. There are people out there. That's my lot. thigh. Yeah. My, yeah. yeah. My cat right here. My <laughs> cat. Yeah. I got my thunder thighs. Like, I am literally the size now that I was in high school. Yep. And I thought I was beyond fat. Yep. Right. I remember because that. I didn't fit into the social normal yes. things. Mm-hmm. Because, and you, I know you can feel me on this because well, I've always been bigger than you my whole life. Well, yeah, but like so. you can feel like you didn't shop on the woman's side. You shopped on the guy side. I always shopped on the guy because side. Because yep. on the woman's side, they didn't have those sizes. Mm-mm. It nope. wasn't as easily accessible. And I mean, even to this day, like, yeah, we have Torrid, we have Lane Bryant, but they're still not like great. You still have to pay $60 for a fucking t-shirt. Right. Like, it's are you expensive. fucking And they're still me? a separate entity. Yeah. They're still saying that you're different, right? Yep. Instead of just saying, and that is just sad to me. Like mm-hmm. everyone just needs to know that you are enough no matter what body you're in. Yeah. Like I don't care what society says and it's not a moral failing. Yep. And at the end of the day, like you were just saying, no one needs to know. Like mm-hmm. I made the decision to come on here and I was like, if people see it, they see it. They yeah. can ask me questions if they want to. You know, I've reached to the point where I feel confident enough that I made a decision that was best for me. It's a part of my journey mm-hmm. and I'm a much better person for it. So if you want to hate, that's your problem. Well, right. I'm very proud of you. Me for too. Coming, number one, <laughs> yeah. reaching out to us because that's a big step. And number two, actually coming on to a podcast where you are aware that people may that know you may hear it and being prepared to 
have those discussions with them and I, I'm very proud of you. Yeah. That's, that's a big well, thing. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. You should be proud of yourself. Yeah. Cause you've done I a am. hell of a lot of work in just a year and yes. you need to celebrate that because that's, yes. yeah, because it's hard for us. I think celebrating ourselves also is a very hard thing for us to do. Like we can be like, you know, oh, I danced on the scale this morning cause I hit my lowest weight, but you're not going to be like dancing throughout your day. No. Like right. you take we don't celebrate ourselves. Like we had some pretty big moments come up in our career and we never, didn't, celebrated. We never celebrated it. Nope. We and still haven't. We still haven't, which we're, we're getting, we're getting there. We're figuring it's it wild. out. But it's, yeah, it's like looking back yeah. and you're like, why didn't we celebrate that? Like, that's kind of a big moment for us. But right. We, but we Lead never celebrated. Yeah. You have yeah. to love yourself and then love each other. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And I'm going to, we're going to have everything linked below because yes. I the want books, the website, your everything. website, your course. I want people to go oh, to you. Awesome. I want them to help. Yes. I want them to get their help because if they can do this in their home, let's do I know. this. Let's yeah, do this. I know. That's man. the biggest thing. I, yeah. Because it's great that you can go find a leader, but at the end of the day, again, it's paying for something, it's scheduling it. Mm-hmm. And I just think we need things that we can do on our own, especially with, if the economy goes the way that we are predicting that it's mm-hmm. going to go, unfortunately, we lose access to our therapists and stuff mm-hmm. because that ends up being what we consider a luxury and it's expensive for a lot of us. And I'm in the process of probably getting my license. So I'm not, you know, I'm not down talking the profession. It's yeah. a unfortunate part of being in the U.S. and the way that our healthcare system is structured. So we need things yeah. that we can do for ourselves mm-hmm. in addition to those supports that we rely on other people for. Yeah. Thank I absolutely you. love it. Agreed, man. Yes. I love Thank it. Thank you so much for being on. This yes. was a fabulous Thank discussion. You. I love having conversations that are just like about all the different facets of a journey, mm-hmm. not just, yeah. you know, not just that you do for- forest therapy, you practice ther- forest therapy, but all the other facets that come along with this journey. Cause yeah. it's, it's not just one it's- road. Mm-mm. Right. And that's also, I'm always like, I mean, at the end of the day, bariatric surgery is literally the least impressive or exciting thing about my life. It's just something that I did to take care of my health. No different than if I was taking an anxiety medication. Would you be that thrilled about that? You wouldn't, but I'm pretty fucking well, I mean, awesome we doing might. other things. <laughs> yeah, we know. might. We might be very it's excited what- for your antidepressant. Oh yeah. Right. I know that's true. It is pretty interesting. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. But But I mean, look at all the cool stuff that you guys do and it gave you a platform, but it's Mm -hmm. not the bariatric surgery. It's the message and the support and the women empowerment and everything else that you're doing that makes it super powerful. Yeah, I feel like bariatric surgery was just the catapult for you. I was. Yeah, I never thought of of it like that, but I'm glad you put that into my brain because it's true. It's a great perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Your message is so much bigger than. I was listening to one of the podcasts the other day where one of, I think it was Mel that was saying you have always had a job because you had to, Yeah. but this is the first time that it's been like, I really want to do that. And, mm-hmm. and that is a purpose led life, right? You're living your life in alignment. And we're mm-hmm. so thankful for that. And yes, it's about bariatric surgery, but it's really about supporting women and men and whoever else is on this journey as a whole. Yes. And that is so amazing and healing and powerful. So thank you. Thank Thank you. you. I appreciate We so appreciate you being on and sharing your life. And I just know that we are very, very proud of you for the steps that you've taken. So thank you. All right. My dog is still creeping in. He's so so cute. cute. (laughs) All right, guys. We love you guys. And we will see you next time. Bye. 
Hey, listeners, if you enjoyed your time with us, please rate, review, and subscribe on any platform you get your podcasts. And don't forget to go over to patreon.com forward slash OSLP for all your support needs. That's right. And we even have our own website. So go over to arsleylifepodcast.com, sign up for our newsletter, get that free ebook, and then don't forget to get your merch. And also, we're on YouTube, guys. So type in our name, hit that bell, and hit subscribe, and you're going to see our lovely faces every single Tuesday. So thank you for listening to Arsley Life Podcast, where we are breaking that stigma one episode at a time. <laughs> <laughs>